Hello guys, so I'm back and this is Jenny Glow with Blank Canvas and I'm here with another episode of this show where I read poems that I've written and talk about them. Basically, that's the gist of it. So I'm gonna give this another shot and um, we'll see how this one goes. So this episode is about the dichotomy between mind and action, um, as well as the contradictions inherent in human nature. So this could be feeling one way, but saying we feel another way, or saying we want to do one thing, but not doing it, or doing something else, Um, sometimes even doing the complete opposite, the difficulty in matching up our expectations, dreams, and idealistic visions of what should happen, or what we want to happen, or how we think a situation is going to go, and, um just how hard it is sometimes to match these things up with reality and what actually happens with things that um don't go as planned or just with our actions and words not matching up with what we feel inside which I've definitely experienced a lot of contradiction within myself in my life and that comes up a lot in my writing because it's something that's just always really confused me and I found it so puzzling that that that's a thing in human nature um and we have so many sides to us that express themselves and that want to show up and make us feel different things and they just cause us to act in sometimes really opposing ways um if we're feeling one way versus the next day feeling another way um and this has often really just confused me in myself and trying to understand myself and how I operate and also understanding how other people operate that's always something I've struggled with is feeling like I really understand other people so Um, here are a few poems that are surrounding that topic and idea. Again, I'm just going to read each one and follow it up with some background and context regarding their meanings, but also just expounding upon the ideas and hopefully find it, um, somewhat enriching or interesting, or maybe it will just help you get a different perspective if this is something that you've struggled with or just thought about um and I hope that it is in some way beneficial for you to listen to this so I'm gonna get started with reading the first poem and again I don't title them so I'm just gonna start reading it all right number one My brain runs in circles and cycles. It lingers over trifles of existence and misses the bigger picture. I'm certain it wanders over listless ponders more than it mulls gravitational pulls and things of importance. It tricks and deceives me into heartache and grief, causing laughter and smiles at inopportune times when I should be stoic. 
It transmits and conveys in the unkindest of ways my flaws and shortcomings. I would give it the boot, but the point would be moot because it also gives me the joy and the purpose for living. I think that that's the first time I've read that out loud. That one in particular. Sometimes I read them out loud after I write them, but I I don't think I've ever read that one out loud. And um, I feel like it's it's kind of um, silly in a way that I didn't realize before. But um, anyway, this poem is mostly about struggling with narrow-mindedness. Um, like only being able to focus on the individual things coming into our attention and what's on our minds and seeing everything through our own lens and perspective because that's the only way that we can see and interpret the world and it often removes us from the bigger picture. Um, We can get stuck in these patterns and habits that are formed by how we see things and how we experience things and it's not always helpful for us to act um, on things in our lives that maybe we want to change or things that we want to do because we're always so stuck in these patterns and cycles and um, personally I feel like I've fallen into that a lot in my life um, where I've just gotten so stuck in a routine or a habit where it's it's just caused me to be stuck in this limiting belief system or um you know even just the belief that I can't do something that I want to do and so I just will keep not doing it until something forces me to get up and just do the thing that I had been thinking about for so long Um, I also feel like I've experienced many times where my mind has tricked me, in a sense. Whether that was from making assumptions that I later found out were wrong, or just really believing something that I later found out not to be true. Which I guess that's sort of the same thing. An assumption, essentially, is a belief. Um, And often our assumptions slash beliefs are later found out to be wrong or just not beneficial or not what we thought they were. I also have fallen into the habit of reliving past events. Um, It could be when I'm bored or feeling down or depressed. I'll revisit happy or pleasurable memories or moments in my life. And, um, I mean, this can be a pretty effective coping mechanism, to be honest. Um, but of course, it takes away from the present moment. So that's something I've been working on not doing so much. But that's sort of what I meant by listless ponders. Um, things like daydreams and, um, making up scenarios in our heads, which... It's so interesting to me, first of all, that that's a thing we even do as humans. We we make up stories in our minds and just, like, watch them, like mental movies. But without that, without doing that, there wouldn't be any of the forms of entertainment that we have today. Because they're all stories, many of which could have even started from a daydream. 
or, or somebody making up a scenario in their head. Um, and I mean, that's what imagination is, basically. So I'm not saying it's bad. But it can take away from the present moment and maybe even be detrimental if these thoughts aren't going towards creating anything or making anything new. Of course, sometimes my interpretations or assumptions about what someone says or how they say it or my own fears and insecurities can often cloud over the true reality of a situation or experience. And sometimes I think that daydreaming like this can create assumptions, especially if you're going over scenarios of a conversation you would actually have with somebody but haven't had. Um, if you actually do end up having the conversation, you could be clouded over by what you were thinking they would say or expecting them to say during one of these revelries. And I think that people can get into that situation pretty easily just because of how often we do that where we'll, um, we'll imagine what somebody is going to say or how someone's going to react to what we tell them and that can cause fear um, if maybe we're thinking about having a hard conversation with somebody. Um, I don't know. That's just something that I've thought about before and that sort of came out in in this poem um and yeah I mean fears and insecurities can really cloud over the true reality of a situation or an experience um sometimes I'm really just not seeing things clearly because I'm guessing how a situation is going to go or I'm trying to predict what the person I'm with is thinking or feeling instead of just being there with them in the moment. And then, of course, there's that whole thing about feeling like laughing the most at times when you're not supposed to laugh or you're supposed to hold it in. Um, you know, just things that aren't supposed to be funny. Like, in, I remember in grade school that happening a lot where I, you know you'd be talking to a friend and you would just feel like bursting out laughing but you couldn't um you know because it would be distracting to the class or whatever and of course also laughing at a funeral is another example which I mean I've never done that and I've never been at a funeral where anyone has started laughing um thankfully but but that's another example of one of those things where um you're just your mind kind of and even your body is like um wants to do the thing it's not supposed to do so that just is related to the causing laughter and smiles at inopportune times when I should be stoic although I don't really feel like that even happens to me that often I'm not sure specifically what I was thinking about when I wrote when I wrote that but I'm, I'm sure it has happened and um, but also, you know, tricking and deceiving into heartache and grief, <laughs> I feel like that's happened often just, um, you know, making situations worse by thinking about them over and over again, like when something bad happens and you're upset about it, but then you just think about it over and over again and that just brings back all of the negative feelings and you're just 
you're just causing yourself extra pain by reliving that. So, anyway, all of that being said, the conclusion I'll come to about this is that no matter what inconsistencies or confusion or contradiction the mind stirs up, the mind also allows us to do a lot of wonderful things, such as experience joy. And we can even experience joy from memory or from thinking about what we're grateful for. And that's just so amazing to me that we can do that. We can feel an emotion so strongly just by thinking about something that makes us feel happy or that makes us feel grateful and if using it smartly we can use the mind to make us feel better and not worse um so there's some food for thought about that one okay so next one number two I am grateful, she said, my heart overflows. I feel full of regret, she said, and my guilt resides with the gratitude. When is the wrong replaced by the right, she asked, and when will the peace override the fight, she begged. Um, this one I wrote a while ago, a couple years ago, and... I remember when I wrote it, I I wasn't thinking of anything specific. It just sort of came out of my pen, um, which happens often. But of course I was, you know, generally feeling and thinking about certain things in my life. And I think that this one really just brings to mind how we can be grateful for something that was really hard at the time and it can help us um, get to a certain place of understanding and um, wisdom to go through certain hard things Um, and also in hindsight we can see how maybe certain decisions that we made weren't the best or how maybe now we would have done certain things in the past differently but I always come to the conclusion on that that of course we can't go back and we wouldn't be who we are today if we didn't do all of those things in the past that maybe were mistakes um, that maybe weren't smart decisions that maybe Um, hurt ourselves or maybe hurt someone else Um, and of course I think for most of us when that happens it's not intentional and um, you know we can definitely um, hurt people without necessarily doing anything wrong or they can feel hurt by something that we've done Um, even if it wasn't our intention to be hurtful and and things of that nature. And there are definitely things that I've done in my past that I'm not necessarily proud of, but but I think helped me learn a lesson or helped me to grow by going through it and by... 
um, feeling how it felt to do those things that maybe I would regret, but I don't really believe in regret as a concept because, again, we can't ever go back and change something that we've done, and if we did, things would be completely different, and I think that it's not useful to feel regret over something. Um, I think what's useful is to take whatever we learned from the situation and to go forward doing better and not making the same mistake again, but we can only know that it was a mistake um, if we've gone through it and if we've experienced the pain or the consequences that come from the mistake. And of course, you know, when I'm saying this, I'm talking about relatively minor things because, you know, there are obviously things that are harder to forgive than others, but um, I'm just trying to talk about this in the context of my own life, my own experiences, and I guess what I'll just say about that one is that, um, you know, guilt and gratitude really can um, sort of coexist, even about the same circumstance and, you know, guilt, regret, kind of using in the same, with the same meaning in this case, um, you know, like feeling like you shouldn't have acted in a certain way or you shouldn't have gotten into a certain situation or relationship or whatever. And hopefully that wasn't too vague, but, um, this one kind of just reminds me too of how it's hard it can be hard sometimes to find peace in the present when we have our past um, always on our mind and weighing us down but I don't think that the past has to weigh us down and I don't think that we have to dwell on things that have happened because again everything that's happened in your life up to this point has made you who you are and and it's all a part of the process and we're all growing and learning and changing all the time so um in the end when it says when will the peace override override the fight i think that's when we learn to live in the moment first of all and and when we start to realize that you know we're not always going to feel amazing um we're not always going to feel super positive or super happy or um super fulfilled and experiences in life are fleeting and when we learn how to how to live and move within both of those opposites like the good and the bad and the happy and the sad and all of that um that's when we can really find peace because um we don't have to be attached to either one but we can just be grateful for how the contrast um can allow us to feel things more fully and more deeply so i hope that that made some semblance of sense (laughs) and i'm gonna move on to the next one so number three feet tripping over toes knees buckling in head hangs a little low stomach churns like a washing machine 
Wheels spin in my dreams, eyes dart side to side. The mind circles itself like a dog chasing its tail. This is what I know, this is what I don't. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Wait, don't tell me. It's on the tip of my tongue. This one I wrote relatively recently. And I have struggled a lot with um, feeling clear-minded and um, energetic. (laughs) I've always sort of struggled with feeling really lethargic and tired um, and low energy. And I think oftentimes this has manifested in me being quiet or shy. Um, And I am introverted and I do have a quiet, soft demeanor a majority of the time. So I think that that's frustrated me at times because... I feel like part of it is because I generally feel low energy and that's something I've struggled with a lot is trying to find things that um, make me feel more vibrant, more alive and there are definitely things that make me feel that way like being out in nature, doing yoga, exercising, things like that. Um, Getting good sleep is a good one. But also... This is referring to not feeling clear-headed or feeling like there's a fog over me, brain fog. um, And also my mind just going in all sorts of different directions seemingly all the time. And that can definitely muddle things and take away from feeling clarity so um also the part about it's on the tip of my tongue it's it's hard for me to come up with words sometimes which might be surprising since I write a lot of poetry but it's easy for me when I'm writing to come up with words and concepts and to get them out in a way that makes sense, but I think it's because I have time to think about it. Sometimes it's more difficult for thoughts to transfer from my head to my mouth and come out in a way that makes sense, and this this podcast is a good exercise for practicing that. (laughs) Um, And of course, I think about what I'm going to say beforehand a little bit, Um, but... Um, I also want these to be more conversational and um, to be more of like a discussion of ideas rather than me just um, reading off of a script that I wrote for you guys. So I'm trying this out a little bit more with this episode and um, maybe if you listen to this you can let me know what you think of um, maybe the more well thought out organized thoughts are more of a conversational tone. Anyway, um, I think that this one ties in nicely with um, the theme of this episode because it's just sort of a representation of how 
sometimes our minds and our bodies just do their thing and we we don't have very much control over what's happening and um it's it's easy sometimes to get stuck in a vicious cycle or um just not being able to get out of our heads or get out of our own way and um sometimes even just like writer's block or creative blocks where you have an idea and you have a concept in your head that you really want to put out there but it's hard to translate it sometimes from what your picture of it is to what it's actually going to be in reality and as a writer and a creative person and even in my professional life as um you know a designer it's hard sometimes to make your vision a reality and to get things from your brain to paper or to computer or to photograph or whatever creative endeavor you're trying to do and that's just life sometimes I think and this is also sort of a a note about anxiety um you know the part about wheels spin in my dreams stomach turning like a washing machine um eyes darting side to side it's just just feeling all over the place and feeling pulled in different directions and feeling overwhelmed by all the information and all of the things that are swirling and all of the things there are to think about um and to focus on especially in our society today with all of the technology and the screens and the information that we're constantly bombarded with it's it can be a lot and um sometimes it's information overload and i think that can often contribute to not being able to um produce or create an artistic vision is that we just have so much information going on and and that can lead to many ideas and many thoughts of what to do and what direction to take and sometimes that can result in um a block or just not doing anything or feeling too overwhelmed to actually get something out i've found that in my own work whether it's drawing or writing having a clear mind is the most helpful thing for any sort of creative block is just getting back to intuition and resetting and clearing the mind and the physical space as well and just getting out all of the junk and all of the debris and um to me that is what allows the creative energy to flow and allows us to create beautiful things that are going to speak to people. So I wasn't necessarily expecting that to go there, but I I like relating this poem to that idea because it wasn't necessarily what I was thinking of when I was writing it, but looking back on it, I can really relate this to how I feel about um creative blocks and and just what can maybe cause that and um maybe how we can solve that problem if that's something that we struggle with 
so that's all I have for today thank you for listening I hope that you enjoyed this Um, I hope you like the direction that this is going and again if you have any comments or concerns you can um, you can send me a message on my Instagram at penpoetpal or um, leave a rating or review for the show on what wherever you're listening to this. Um, so thanks again, and I'll see you guys next week.